Mato Vakunja Bihari Rata Mato Vakunja Bihari Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradadi Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradadi Yashoda Nandana Vrishjana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Vrishjana Ranjana Jamuna Tiradavanachari Munatiravanachari Jayuratamotova Kunja Bihari Motava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradadi Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradadi Yashoda Nandana Vrishjana Ranjana Shoda Nandana Prashijana Ranjana Shimuna Tirda Vonachari Shimuna Tirda Vonachari Jayuratahamatava kunja bihari Eratahamatava kunja bihari 
Jayam Vishnupad, Panamahamsa, Parakrajikachari, Ashtatarasata Shishimad, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindiki, Grantarashima Bhagavatam Ki, Go Premanandi, O glories of Sema devotees, O glories of Sema devotees, O glories of Sema devotees, O glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Nalayanam namaskritya, nalam chevan narotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jayam udirayat. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 8, uh, Chapter entitled, The Lord Slays the King of the Demons, text number 53. Maybe just close the doors on the cupboard there. On the cupboard, the door should be closed. Shri Kimpurusha Uva Uchu Vayam Kimpushurush Tvamtu Mahapurusha Ishwara Ayam Kupurusho Nashto Dikrita Satubiryada Sri Kimpurushura Uchu Vayam Kimpurushashtvam Tu Mahapurusha Ishwaraha Ayam Kupurusho Nashto Dikrita Satubiryada Shri Kimpurusha Uchu Vayam Kimpurushashtvam Tu Mahapurusha Ishwaraha Ayam Kupurusho Nashto Dikrita Satubiryada
تجیز The inhabitants of Kim Purusha Loka said, Vayam, we, Kim Purusha, the inhabitants of Kim Purusha Loka, or insignificant living entities. From your lordship, to however, Mahapurusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ishwara, the Supreme Controller, Ayam, this, Kupurusha, most sinful person, Hiranyakashipu, Nashta, slain. Dikrita, being condemned. Sadubi, by the saintly persons. Yada, when? Translation in purple by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shala Prabhupada. The inhabitants of Kim Purushaloka said, We are insignificant living entities, and you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead the Supreme Controller. Therefore, how can we offer suitable prayers unto you? When this demon was condemned by devotees because they were disgusted with him, he was killed by you. Translation responsibly. The inhabitants of Kimpurusha Loka said, <coughs> we are insignificant living entities, and you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Controller. Therefore, how can we offer suitable prayers unto you? 
When this demon was condemned by devotees, because they were disgusted with him, he was then killed by you. <coughs> Purport. The cause of the Supreme Lord's appearance upon this earth is stated in Bhagavad Gita 7, 4 and 8 by the Lord himself. Yada yada hidamasya kalaniya bhavati bharata abhutanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamyaham paritranaya sadunam vinashaya chadushkritam dhamasam stapanatarya sambhavami yuge yuge Whenever and wherever there is a decrease in religious principles and a predominant rise in irreligion, at that time I descend myself to deliver the pious and annihilate the miscreants, as well as to re-establish the principles of religion. I advent myself millennium after millennium. The Lord appears in order to execute two kinds of activities, to kill the demons and to protect the devotees. When the devotees are too disturbed by the demons, the Lord certainly appears in different incarnations to give the devotees protection. The devotees following the footsteps of Prahlad Maharaj should, be, should not be disturbed by the demoniac activities of the non-devotees. Rather, they should stick to their principles as sincere servants of the Lord and rest assured that the demoniac activities directed against them will not be able to stop their devotional service. <coughs> Omagyan Timanandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swabadantikam Vancha Kaupa Tarubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhavacha Patitanam Pavanebyo Vaishnavebyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Hare <laughs> So Prabhupada quotes some very famous verses uh, from the Bhagavad Gita uh, because he's emphasizing to us that there are two types of living entities in this uh, material world. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. The whole material creation is divided into two types of living entities, sura and asura. And that's all there is. Either you're a demon or you're a devotee. Uh, what is a devotee? A devotee is someone who obeys the instructions of Krishna uh, that makes you a devotee. If you're willing to follow what Krishna teaches, then you're a devotee. If you're unwilling to follow what Krishna is teaching, then you're a, an asura, uh, which means defiant of the Lord's uh, authority. Uh, many living entities are like, it, like this. They lack humility. Humility is a principle of it's a devotional quality that every devotee must have. <clears throat> In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is stated there are 26 qualities of the devotee. Uh, what are the 26? What's that? Yeah, that's one. Solchum. Yeah, yeah, Solchum. 
Yeah, uh, the 26 Kripalu Akrita Droha, Satchasara Sama, right? Akrita Droha means non defiant. You will not defy. Uh, don't do to be humble. What's the definition of humility? It means you're humble. You do not defy the authority. Uh, <clears throat> so when you defy God's authority, then you are not humble and therefore you are Asuric. Because uh, Asuric means that you will then. You'll do whatever you want to do. And if you do whatever you want to do, there will be problems in the world. You, know, you see the world, it's full of problems. Why? Because people are doing what they want to do. If they simply follow Krishna's authority, there won't be any problems. You know, what's, what's the main problem we have in the world right now? No, no problems? What's the main problem right now? What is it? Loneliness. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could, you could say like that. Yeah, climate change is probably... Pro I was thinking climate change, right? Climate change, yeah, conflicts are there, war is there, loneliness is there. All these things are significant problems. So, uh, climate change can be solved if you follow Krishna's teachings. Then there won't be a climate crisis. Uh, at this point in time, we have a climate crisis because people are not following the teachings of Krishna. Bhaktaram Jagatapasam Surudam Savaloka Maheshwaram And when you, when you understand Savaloka Maheshwaram Bhaktaram Jagatapasam When you understand these principles, Prabhupada said, this is the peace formula. That's how society can become peaceful. Bhaktaram Jagatapasam Everything is meant to be offered to Krishna. Uh, but what's the world doing? They're not offering everything to Krishna. Everything is just for us. It's for us. It's for us. Just let's have uh, as much sense gratification as we can have. And then look at the result. Now the climate is in crisis. And it can't be reversed. Right? Now they're, they're talking about it all the time. Oh, we can reverse it. We can slow it down. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Not now. Not unless they dramatically change the way they live. But they're not willing to do that. So... You know, they'll, they'll keep talking and talking and talking, and they'll say, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that, but it won't work. You know, we're just uh, going over a cliff right now. It's in slow motion, right? Society's just going over a cliff, and we're just going to watch it slowly go like this. <laughs> just down and down and down. That's, that's the reality. It's Kali Yuga now. It's predicted that in 20,000 years from now, the Ganges will dry up. There won't be any Ganga. That means there's no ice, no water in the Himalaya. Uh, there's no water anymore. That's only 20,000 years from now, right? And that's the way it's going. This is just the beginning of all of that taking place. Uh, so why are these things taking place? Because you don't understand that everything is Savaloka Maheshwaram. Krishna's the controller. Just follow his principles. So Asura, a devotee, is someone who follows the teachings of Krishna. An asura is someone who doesn't follow the teachings of Krishna. And we see in our own life, when we follow the teachings of Krishna, everything becomes peaceful. And when you don't follow the teachings of Krishna, everything is not peaceful. Uh, because where, is the, uh, where are the demons in Kali Yuga? Yeah, in the same body. Uh, devotee and demon. Uh, we've spoken about this many times. Uh, you wake up in the morning. Ah, I do this quite often. I wake up in the morning and I say, who is there? I say, I say, who is there? And when I wake up, uh, is it the demon or the devotee? Who is there today? 
Uh, sometimes the demon. Oh, I have plans for sense gratification. Uh, sometimes the dreams are sense gratification. I have dreams sometimes where I'm having sense gratification. And they'll wake up in the morning and oh, Krishna, Krishna. Uh, Radhanath Swami, you know, such an advanced soul, you know, one of the most advanced devotees. Uh, he said, when I wake up in the morning, I am an atheist. He said that one time. When he wakes up, I'm an atheist. And then he said, oh, now, chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare. Beat your mind. Because sometimes you wake up in the morning, right? Who is there? Oh, it's the demon today. Oh, all my plans for sense gratification. Ishra aham, aham bogi, siddhoham, balavan suki. I will conquer the universe. I will enjoy. I am the Ishwara. I am the controller. I will be happy. I will destroy my enemies. Hmm? Do you say this in the morning sometimes? Do you? Really? You wake up and say, I will destroy my enemies. Do you say that? <laughs> oh, you actually do. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. I don't actually say that. <laughs> I don't wake up in the morning and say, I will destroy my enemies. I don't even know who my enemies are. But, you know, if I find them, I will destroy them. I'll crush them into powder. And then sprinkle them on my prasadam. <laughs> Gone. All my enemies crushed. No, we're not thinking like that. But it is demoniac principle. It is in, in the same body. <coughs> Satya Yuga, the demons and devotees on the different planets. Because you see in the Bhagavatam, you know, they would fly from planet to planet to fight. You know, you see in the Bhagavatam that the Asuras would attack Swaga. You know, and then they would have battles, and sometimes they would conquer Swaga. Yeah, it's mentioned in Bhagavatam. Then in Treta Yuga, in Lord Ramachandra's time, they're on different uh, countries, you know, Lanka and India, Bharadvash. Like that. So you had to go across the ocean. Uh, on satellite now, they found the bridge uh, under the water. You can see the bridge by satellite. And it goes across uh, from one of them. So it's true. All these things are true. We can prove it now. There the bridge is there. It's you know, sunk into the ocean. But there's a very clear path. You can see it by satellite. Uh, so there was Trader Yuga means. And then Dwapara Yuga, in the Pandavas' time, they were in different families. You had the, uh, the Kauravas and the Pandavas. Right? Devotees and demons were in different families. Then Kali Yuga, uh, they end up in the same family. Devotees and demons in one family. You know, some of the kids are devotees, some are demons. No? If you have more than one kid, you might see this. Hopefully not, because you're devotees. <laughs> Hopefully all the kids are devotees. <laughs> but it could be possible. It could be possible. And then it goes even further, not just in the same family, but in the same body. Uh, divine and demoniac spirit is there. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we know, uh, one of his most famous pastimes is the redemption of Jagai and Madhai. Uh, that they were from Vaikuntha, those two. Uh, they're not mentioned in Bhagavatam, but they were from Vaikuntha, uh, Jai and Vijay. And then they came down three times. Uh, you want seven births as devotees or three births as demons? Uh, that was the question they were asked. Uh, which, which one do you want? And they said, let's, let's get this over with quickly. You know, let's just be quick. 
Now let's do it all. Three births as demons. Let's take that. So then Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, who we're hearing about now, these were the biggest demons of all time. Uh, no one was bigger than Hiranyakashipu. He was number one in history. He was the biggest demon, most powerful. Then Ravana, Kumbhakana, then Shishapala, Dandavakra, and then because Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is Chana Avatar. Chana Avatar means hidden incarnation. It is not mentioned directly. He is mentioned actually. Mahabharata is there and different places. It is mentioned. In the Bhagavatam it's mentioned that he appears. But Chana means uh, hidden incarnate, not directly mentioned. Uh, that's why the Lord is known as Tri Yuga, you know, because Mahaprabhu is not directly mentioned like that. But then, because he was appearing, uh, Shishapal Dandavakra, then they had to take birth one more time as Jagai and Madhai. Uh, and they were bad. They were very bad. It said they did everything uh, that you could uh, imagine. Every sin that could be committed, they, they committed those sins. And the, the worst sins as well. Now, they were dacoits, like very bad. They were born in Brahmana families. So they're actually high birth, uh, but by bad association, then they became demoniac. Uh, they were drunkards, they were like mafia people, and they were terrorizing people, and they were very big and very powerful. And then uh, Nityananda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur approached them, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent them out for Sankirtan, go out and preach. That's Lord Chaitanya's movement, his mission. Go out and preach. Go out and do something. Spread Krishna consciousness. All of us together, we're spreading Krishna consciousness. In our little way, we're all helping. You know, and it's Prabhupada's spreading like wildfire. Right, going. Just like the other day, we had 18,000 people come for Janmashtami. It's spreading like wildfire. Uh, next year will be bigger. Uh, it's wildfire. The fire is being set. Prabhupada, sometimes the reporters would say to Prabhupada, is your movement spreading? Prabhupada say, like wildfire. Because well, once the fire starts, you can't stop it. And Prabhupada would say, they try to put the fire out and we light it in another place. Well, whenever they put the fire out, then okay, we'll light it over there. They put it out there, we'll light it over there. You know, that's our, uh, our mission. It's the family business. Prabhupada said, this is the family business. Preaching is the family business of ISKCON. Mr. Patel and sons. Well, you go to India, it says on all the shops, Mr. Patel and sons. Mr. Agawal and sons. Uh, so it is the family business. You know, you take over the family business. So, uh, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada and sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters and now great-grandsons and great-granddaughters and now for the next 10,000 years. But it's all Prabhupada's family. Uh, and Prabhupada said, the family business is preaching. That's the family. Preaching is the essence of ISKCON. No preaching. Prabhupada actually said, uh, one time he said, if you just worship the deity, but you don't preach, you will smoke ganja. He said that. No preaching, you know, just, just deity worship. He said, then you'll, you'll become lazy and smoke ganja. Uh, because the taste in Kali Yuga comes from preaching. We have to do both. You know, deity worship has to go on. Deity worship is preaching. It is preaching. Like when the deities look this beautiful every day, this is preaching. 
Like now, like, you know, after my class in the evening, I come in Monday, Tuesday night, I come in for the arty. Sometimes last night, I think 30 people, 40 people, 50 people. Oh, it never used to be like that, even one year ago, two years ago. Now it's like all the arties, people are just coming and... Now this is preaching, you because know, the deity is so attractive. Uh, so if we're going to dress the deity beautifully, then people have to come and see Krishna. Krishna will attract them. Uh, we're reading about that in the pastime of uh, Madhavendra Puri in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, that deity of Gopal, uh, who is now Nachi, Sri Nachi in Natwa. Uh, that deity of Gopa, he was installed by Krishna's great-grandson, uh, Vajranaba. He was found by Madhavendra Puri and they installed him on the top of Govardhan Hill. Mm -hmm. And the deity actually said to Madhavendra Puri, install me so I can attract the people. Now they will come, they will be attracted by me. Because this is the principle. Krishna is all attracted. Gopa was saying that on uh, Jamashtami in the class, nice class in the morning. Uh, Krishna will attract. He is all attractive. Uh, that is his madhurya, his sweetness. He attracts you, captures you. Uh, Rupa Goswami says, don't see him. And Rupa Goswami says, don't see him. Because if, he sees, if you see him, he will ruin your life. Uh, don't go and see him. Don't come to the temple. Uh, someone should stand out the front, stop here, and don't come in. Because if you come in, it will ruin your life. Because uh, once you see him, that's it. You'll only want to see him. And when you only want, then you'll lose all your attraction to Maya, and that is very bad. Uh, you won't be attracted to Maya anymore. Now what will you do with your life? Well, now I have to serve Krishna all day. Mm. So Rupa Goswami says, don't see him. Because uh, once you see him, that's it. He will take over everything. Uh, he's all attractive. Uh, the word Krishna means all attractive. It, means for, it actually means forcibly attractive. It's like he steals you like a lion. He just comes and grabs you and says, come. Uh, and if you resist, then he will drag you forcibly. Uh, just like uh, Prabhupada says in the beginning of the nectar of instruction. Uh, Krishna will forcibly drag you back to Godhead. Uh, you've signed the contract now. Hands up if you sign the contract with Krishna. You should all put your hand, because you have. Maybe you don't realize that you have, but you have. <laughs> We've done it. We've signed the contract. I signed the contract many years ago. That means my life is ruined. Uh, now Krishna is going to take everything. Because <laughs> uh, that's, that's what he does. He's Krishna. He's, force, he's very forceful. So he will forcibly take. Uh, so Nichananda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur, they were sent out every day uh, to preach, because that is the family business, to bring people to Krishna. So then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was saying to devotee, you go out every day. And then when, at the end of the day, come back and give me a report. Let me know how the preaching went. Uh, so he sent out Nichananda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur. Who is Nichananda Prabhu? He is Lord Balaram. And who is Haridas Thakur? Lord Brahma. So imagine if Lord Brahma and Lord Balaram knock on your door. What will you do? Uh, very persuasive people. No? They're very powerful. Uh, Balaram, imagine Balaram knocking on your door. You open the door, Lord Balaram is there. Lord Nichananda Prabhu is there. Chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, worship Krishna. Uh, Bhajo Krishna. Worship Krishna. Right? Chant Krishna. 
right? Think about Krishna. He's just very persuasive, very powerful. So Nichananda Prabhu, the Lord Brahma, coming to your front door, Haridas Thakur. So they went, they were, they were going through Navadweep, you know, and then they saw these two personalities. One was called Jagai, one was called Madhai. They're very big, very powerful, but they were drunk. They were actually fighting with each other. Sometimes they would get so drunk, they would start punching each other. Hey! So they'd hit each other like that. They're crazy guys. So Nityananda Prabhu said to Haridas Thakur, we should deliver them. Yeah, because if we deliver them, Goranga will become famous. Uh, even those two could be delivered. Uh, so then uh, they approached. They said, please, dear sirs, please uh, begin to chant Hare Krishna Mantra. So they got angry. They picked up the rocks. They started throwing at them. And they started chasing them down the road. So Nichananda Prabhu, Haridas Thakur, they were running. Uh, and they were chasing behind. And Nichananda Prabhu, he was laughing. He was enjoying, you know, being chased by Jagai and Madhai. Uh, and Haridas Thakur said, I don't want to come and Sankirtan with you anymore. <laughs> he, he said, it's dangerous. <laughs> he said, you nearly get us killed. Right? Nichananda Prabhu is laughing, he's enjoying. So they got back that evening. <coughs> Lord Chaitanya said, what is the report? He said, oh, we approached these two, uh, but they were not interested. Uh, Mahaprabhu said, go back tomorrow, try again, and try again. One time Prabhupada said, uh, tomorrow Krishna Maharaj, he actually asked Prabhupada, he said, because one devotee was staying in the temple, he was a devotee from America, but Prabhupada was in India, Prabhupada brought the dancing white elephants to... Uh, India with him. So he had his Western disciples. And they were going out making life members. And they'd go out and they'd collect making life members and collecting the uh, money to run the temple, the Juhu temple. So he was going out, he was, I think he was Brahmachari, he was going out, but he was keeping the money. He'd go and collect, he'd keep the money. So they kept warning him, hey, st stop doing this, like that. And they went to Prabhupada. And then Prabhupada spoke to him a couple of times. He said, stop doing this. But he kept doing it. And then Tamal Krishnamara said to Prabhupada, when do we just get rid of this guy? And Prabhupada said, there is no limit to the mercy of Lord Nityananda. Uh, there is no limit to Lord Nityananda's mercy. You know, we can reform him. But then after two or three more times, Prabhupada kicked him out. Because <laughs> we're not foolish either. <laughs> We're not going to say, you know, someone just keeps collecting money for themselves. And after, oh, it's okay, it's okay. He's trying his best, he's trying. No, he's smacking. Say, hey, that's enough. Uh, but Prabhupada said there's no limit to the mercy of Lord Nityananda. No limit. So then they went out again the next day. Uh, they went to see them. And they got there and Jagai and Madai, there, same thing. And then we know the story. You know, then uh, Madai picked up with hit Lord Nityananda, and blood came. Uh, the, the Lord cannot bleed. You know, this is Yogamaya, this is just Leela. You know, some blood came, but he, he could not actually bleed. But Lord Chaitanya heard, he was so angry. Right? And then he came, and then <laughs> chakra. Yeah? And Lord Chaitanya doesn't show that mood in his pastimes. That's not Lord Chaitanya's mood. He is Shanti Parayana. He's so peaceful. 
He is the crest jewel of the Brahmanas. Dwijamani. Well, he's so peaceful. But he came, and he was very upset. He said, Chakra, so angry, ready to kill. And Lord, Lord Nityananda fell at his feet. He said, no, don't kill him. Don't kill Madai, because you start, you kill Madai, and then you have to kill Jagai. Then you have to kill uh, you know, Gopal Chakravati, and then you have to kill, you know, and then Keshava, and then everyone. <laughs> Those that go down, you know, Donald Trump. And then, you know, where does it stop? You know, the guy on Swanston Street, and then, you know, that neighbor out the back. <laughs> you know, and then, where does it stop? You know, we have to kill everyone. <laughs> chakra. You know, it's up there, Chakra. Right? It's on top of the altar as well, Chakra. Up on Prabhupada House, Chakra. I heard. Uh, many years ago, I went to uh, Puri, uh, 1999 it was, 1999, so I went to Puri. <coughs> and I was in Jagannath Puri, and every day we swim in the ocean. Lord Chaitanya used to swim in the ocean at Puri with his associates. So it's a holy tirtha, so we're swimming, you know, and body surfing. And, but uh, the last few days I was there, I was there four or five days, and the last few days there, the waves are getting very big. They're getting bigger and bigger. It's really good for body surfing. So we left Puri and went to Mayapur, and then about two days later, a hurricane came in. 1999, a big hurricane. I didn't know it was there, but it was building in the bay, and then it came. And then I heard, the story is said that it came to Puri, the hurricane came, and then the Vayu, means he's coming. And then when he got to the Puri, to the temple, apparently the chakra, which is 12 foot tall on top of Jagannath's temple, apparently began to spin and glow. And said, do not come here. And then the hurricane went around and went to Bhubaneswar and it flattened Bhubaneswar. That's what I heard. They, they say this story in Puri. So chakra, now that's the Lord's Sudarshana. It's his ultimate weapon. So Lord Chaitanya, normally he would not do that. There's no other pastime where Lord Chaitanya brings out the chakra. You know, he doesn't go through South India, you know, chakra, chakra. You know, he wasn't doing that. So he's very, very angry. But Nityananda Prabhu said, please don't, don't kill, kill Madai because, you know, we start now, then where, where do we stop? This is Kali Yuga, right? They're all fallen. Hmm? They're all patita. Uh, so where do we stop? So in Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya kills the demoniac spirit because in our body there is both demon and devotee. So when we follow the process of Krishna consciousness, Lord Chaitanya will destroy the demoniac spirit. Right? He will kill the demon within us. Right? That is the process of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> and we should feel each year as it goes by. For me, uh, every Kartik, that is my time. Kartik is special for me. Out of <clears throat> Rupa Goswami mentions in Nectar of Devotion, uh, chapter 6, he said there are 64 Angas of Bhakti. Right? Which one is your favorite out of all the 64? Which one? Hearing. Hearing. Shravanam is your favorite. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Shravanam. What's your favorite? 64. Chanting. Kirtan. Kirtan. Very good. Everyone has their favorite. 
My favorite is Kartik, Urjavrat. That's my favorite, Anga, of the 64. Because uh, that, that gives me the most uh, purification, following the Kartik Brat. Or I, I, sometimes I say to the devotees, you know, it's coming in two months. It's not, not far now to a Kartik. Uh, all year we make compromises in our sadhana, you know, because we have to do preaching. So sometimes we stay up late, we go to programs. You know, you guys go to the mm, crazy festivals, you know, Rainbow Serpent or Meredith or it's crazy. That's crazy. You know, and then where's the sadhana? You know, you wake up in the morning, you, know, you go to bed at one in the morning, <clears throat> doof doof music, can't even sleep, get up, intoxicated people everywhere, not conducive. You know, we used to go to one uh, festival called um, up near the Murray, uh, what was it called? Uh, do you remember the name? No, not my train. It's up uh, Confest. Confest. Yeah, we stopped doing it. But some of the people walked around naked, no clothes on. You know, and we were there preaching with them. And then you know, you're serving prasad, and there's a naked person in front of you, and you're giving them, uh, "Would you like a pakora?" <laughs> it's like, you know. <clears throat> actually, I, I was apprehensive before I went there. Uh, I, in my mind, I, my mind started becoming disturbed. I thought, oh, I don't want to go there with all these naked people, but, you know, the devotee said, no, we have to go and preach, so I went. But actually, it had the opposite effect, because 99 out of 100 human bodies are not attractive. So when they're, when they're naked, you look at them and say, oh, my God, just put some clothes on. <laughs> One out of 100 has a nice body, you know, and Maya attracts you, but... The others are not like that. You're actually like, oh, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Please, just put something on. <laughs> so, you know, this is not ideal for sadhana. You know, we have to go there and then we go to bed at one in the morning, get up, you know, wake up at seven in the morning, chanting your rounds, you know, with all these non-devotees around you. Not easy on the consciousness. So our sadhana gets compromised. But when karti comes, I don't, I don't compromise my sadhana. I say, okay, one month, that's it. Right? I'm going to put sadhana first. Every day just concentrate on our sadhana. Right? And if you do that, then it will elevate your consciousness. Right? And it kills the demoniac spirit, which is within us. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us a process of bhakti which destroys the demoniac spirit. So you should feel each year that your demoniac spirit is getting less. You should feel that it's becoming less. You should be you feel like your attraction to Krishna is becoming stronger each year. Right? We have to see that. Right? Make sure it's becoming stronger every year. Right? You're becoming more attracted to Krishna. In the Krishna book, uh, it says, uh, Prabhupada mentions, <coughs> that how do we know if we're advancing in Krishna consciousness? Sometimes devotees say this. How do I know if I'm advancing in Krishna consciousness? Prabhupada said, if your material, in the Krishna book he says, if your material desires are becoming less and your attraction to Krishna is becoming more, then you know you're advancing in Krishna consciousness. Right? So it's a very simple equation. Right? And we should see this as each year goes by. You know, for me, every Kartik, I assess myself. I look back at my year. I say, did I advance in Krishna consciousness? Am I getting closer to Krishna? Is my attraction to Krishna evolving? Right? 
You have to make, make sure. So you have to assess yourself constantly. Right? So Lord Chaitanya, his methodology is destroying that demoniac spirit in the heart, especially through the five principal angas of bhakti. Right? Nam Sankirtan, Sadhu Sangha, Mathura Vash, Bhagavat Shravan, and Sri Muratir, Shraddhaya, Sivan. Uh, these five, they will destroy your demoniac consciousness. Uh, so that's what we do. We concentrate on practicing. Uh, Prabhupada says in Nectar Devotion, these five angas of bhakti are so powerful, they can create bhava even in a neophyte devotee. Uh, that's how powerful these things are. We can become advanced very quickly. And we should become advanced very quickly. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Prabhupada's Guru Maharaj said, he expected all of his disciples to go back to Godhead in this lifetime. Why do you want to wait another lifetime? What will you do if you come back? Uh, go back now, this lifetime. That was Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He said we should do like that. Of course, if we come back, it's no big deal because we'll just be in ISKCON anyway. I can handle it. I don't mind. I don't mind coming back to Iskon again. I hope it's this temple, but yeah. <laughs> I've got a few conditions. Krishna will probably put me out the back of Africa somewhere. <laughs> and then I'll have to like find devotees and do it all over again. You don't want to go through all that again. It's, it's not easy. Not easy. And the people are becoming really mentally disturbed now. Like they're becoming real. I mean, imagine now. Imagine you have to come back in 50 years and preach to, you know, the people are so mentally disturbed. It's hard enough now. Imagine what it's going to be like in 50 years. Oh my God. <laughs> so difficult. So if we do have to come back, no problem for us because we'll be in ISKCON, we'll be doing service. That's no problem. But better that you go back. Uh, Bhakti Santa Saraswati Thakur said, I expect all of my followers to go back in this lifetime. So then sometimes devotees ask, is it possible to go back in this lifetime? Yes, it is possible. Prabhupada actually said, if you chant 16 rounds every day, attentively, and you follow the four regular principles, Prabhupada said, I will take you back. Right? And someone can say, well, that, that seems you know, quite easy on one level, but if you look at Kali Yuga, that's not actually that easy. How many people in Kali Yuga can chant 16 rounds a day? How many people can follow the four regular principles in Kali it's Actually, it's a very high standard actually in Kali Yuga. So if you can get to that standard and become 70% pure, Prabhupada said, 70%, right? then you can go back to Krishna in this lifetime. It's possible. Uh, we just have to be serious in our devotional service, but we can do it. Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says, Bhakti is like a Kshatriya's arrow. Uh, you know Arjuna? Now you know Arjuna? Did you meet him? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know Arjuna? Uh, he had a bow. Now what was his bow's name? Gandiva. You know anything about this bow? Who gave it to him? Agnidev. No. Agnidev gave him his chariot. You know the chariot that Arjuna was on in the battle uh, with uh, Arjuna and Krishna? You know when they got, off the, they got off the chariot, at the end of the battle, what happened to the chariot? It combusted, burst into flames. Because Agni Dev protected them. He gave them the chariot. And then when they were shooting the astras, the fire weapons, 
the chariot would just absorb all the nuclear energy. But then when the, they got off it at the end, the chariot just went, would blow up. <laughs> uh, but the bow was given by Varuna. This bow was Varuna's bow, Gandiva. It was famous. You know, the whole universe knew about this bow. Arjuna was given this bow uh, before the battle. Uh, the bow was so powerful, Arjuna could shoot, right, and then when he let go of the arrow, it would travel for one mile without dipping, right, just one mile straight, like, so powerful that bow was. And when he would release the arrow, there would be a thunderclap. So imagine on the battlefield, Arjuna's just going, like, frightening. It said that when Krishna and Arjuna would come toward, on the chariot, they would come towards the soldiers in the other army, and Hanuman was on the flag, and Hanuman was going, Rrr! he was roaring, and then you've got this bow going, like this, and Arjuna's just going, boom, 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 shooting everyone. It said when they would come towards them, the soldiers on the other army would pass stool and urine. They'd just go, oh, God, <laughs> imagine Arjuna coming at you. You know, Hanuman's on the top, you know, ready to rip you apart, and that's ferocious. They're powerful. So he was given that bow by uh, Varunadev, uh, Gandiva. <coughs> and Arjuna took a vow. He said that if anyone ever says that I am not worthy to hold this bow, uh, I will kill them. And then when Yudhishthira fought with Kana on the during Kurukshetra in the battle, and Karna wounded Yudhishthira so badly, Yudhishthira had to be taken off the battlefield, and he was resting in a, in a pandal, in a tent. And then Arjuna heard, oh, Yudhishthira has been wounded. He said to Krishna, take me to him now. So he goes, and he walked in, and he said, Yudhishthira, are you okay? And Yudhishthira said, did you kill Karna? Have you avenged my defeat? He said, no. He said, I just came to see if you're okay. He said, you're not worthy to carry Gandiva. And he said, oh no, why did you say that? Why did you say that? Now I have to kill you. He said, why did you say that? And then he looked at Krishna and he said, what do I do? And Krishna said, kill him with your words. So then he said all these different things to him. He said, you started the battle because of you that all of this happened. You entered the gambling match. You, you know, and then he destroyed him with his words. And at the end, he fell on his feet. He fell, Arjuna fell on Yudhishthira's feet and held his feet. And then he cried and he said, forgive me for everything I just said. Yudhishthira said, go, kill Karna. Uh, avenge me. So then he went out and he, he did like that. So that bowl was famous. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, Bhakti, devotional service, is like an arrow from a chatriya. It just cuts through things. Arjuna's arrows would just go through you. You know, like you see in the movies where the arrows go, Doom, and they stick in you? Yeah, Arjuna's arrows don't do that. They just make you disappear. They just go through you. Except for Bhishma. You know, the arrows would lodge because he was so powerful, but normally they'd just go straight through. So Vishnu Chakravartakwa says, this process of bhakti is so powerful that it's like an arrow from Gandiva, right? It would just go through any material object. Any material desire can be destroyed by the process of bhakti yoga. That's what Lord Chaitanya is teaching us. 
So in this, in this day and age, the devotee and the demon are in the same body, you don't have to worry. Uh, you just perform devotional service very seriously. Even time, sometimes your mind gives you hell. Uh, does your mind disturb you sometimes? Uh, every day? Five times a day? 20, 24 hours? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So just perform devotional service. It will be all be destroyed in due course of time. And you can go back home, back to Godhead in this lifetime and drink Varuni juice in the spiritual world uh, with the Lord Balaram. Hare Krishna! Everybody in the world chant, Hare Krishna! All the neighbors chant, Hare Krishna! Okay. TK? Acha. Okay. Any questions or any comments in the material world? Any questions from the unicorns? Uh, <laughs> any questions? Yeah, one here. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, uh, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, we see how the demigods were like troubled by Hiranyakashipu because of his uh, atrocities from so long. And my question is, when they had complaints against him because of the trouble they were getting from him, why didn't they approach the Lord? Why did they all wait for like Prahlad Maharaj to approach the Lord? I mean like, they are devotees and a devotee can approach the Lord to for help to solve their problems. The demigods, you mean? Why didn't the demigods approach the Lord about her? Why didn't the demigods like, approach the Lord before? Why were they all waiting for Prahlad Maharaj to approach the Lord? They were praying. Oh, you mean like in the actual pastime after he killed Hiranyakashipu? Is that what you mean? Or before, before Hiranyakashipu is dead or after he's dead? Before when he was like troubling all the demigods, why didn't the, like, the demigods ask Lord Krishna to come and like kill they him? They did. They were praying. They were praying every day. What do you think they were doing? <laughs> they were praying every day. Kill this demon. Kill this demon. They were praying like that every day. What would you do? <laughs> you would be praying every day. Kill this demon. Get rid of him. Yeah? You know the story of Mr. Nair? Uh, the, he was uh, keeping the land from Prabhupada in Juhu, a big fight. And finally he died of a heart attack. And Prabhupada was in New Zealand. He'd just been here and he went to New Zealand. And then he got the news that uh, Mr. Nair died. And Prabhupada leant back and he said, I've been praying to Lord Nasringadev to kill this demon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't tell people that. Don't tell people that. But that's Prabhupada said that. He said, I've been, wait, I've been praying to kill that demon. Uh, so that's what the demigods were praying. They were praying like that. And then the Sringadev came. But the thing is, when you pray to the Lord, it doesn't mean, you know, you say, Oh, Krishna, please do this for me. No, it doesn't mean he's going to do it tomorrow. You, you know, maybe you have to wait. Uh, so Krishna wants us to be patient, that's all. That's okay. Thank you, Prabhupada. Any other question? Okay, Srila Prabhupada Ki.
Da da. 